Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another episode of Naked with Adele, where we encourage the emerging feminine to lead according to feminine values, learn what they are, and establish from other feminine role models how they transformed until they achieved success. You can follow the show at www.adele-green.com. Today, our guest is Lindsay Ellison. Thanks to technology, we can speak to Lindsay in Maryland, but she has many readers and people in her own audience in South Africa. Lindsay is not only a relationship coach, she also founded her own coaching practice, Start Over Find Happiness, and you can find her on her website, divorcedmoms.com. Lindsay helps women through their divorce and breakup. More importantly, she contributes regularly to the Huffington Post. She started very simply by sharing her own story and today specializes in helping people to break free of high-conflict relationships and offer online courses, which I'm sure that she will tell you more about later. So, Lindsay, welcome to our show. Thank you. So glad to be here. Lindsay, what is a narcissist? A narcissist is generally someone who is a high conflict person. It's a personality disorder. So we call it narcissistic personality disorder. Can be a man or a woman. It's someone who generally lacks empathy. It's kind of one of the biggest signs. They lack empathy. They have a high sense of self, a false sense of self. Their, high, their, their sense of self is so high that it becomes a false sense of self. They believe that they have uh, highest grandeur over so many others. And they generally don't take responsibility for their actions. They are never wrong. They see everybody else is wrong. And they often see themselves as a victim to everybody else's aggressions. They find a reason for all of their bad behavior and they justify it is because they are a victim to everybody else. The definition can go on and on, but those are kind of some of the main traits. Is it something that a person can grow out of? Is it just a developmental thing or is it like a fixed thing? You know, I have read a lot of books. I've studied a lot about this disorder and generally it has been said no it's not something you grow out of and the main reason being is that a narcissist has such a high sense of self they think they are never wrong and everyone around them is wrong so when you think you're always right you're never going to go on a path of a of a self discovery or a journey of healing because they think they are in such a place of the highest grandeur so often when 
someone is broken, who feels broken, who's sad, who who's constantly questioning that they're wrong, what do, what do those people do? They go and get help. They they look for reasons to change. And that's the real it's the real sadness of of this disorder is that narcissism is something where it can't be fixed because there's nothing in that person's mind to be fixed. Does that make sense? Yes, no, it makes complete sense. Now, you assist people who in a relationship where there is a narcissist. Correct. Okay. And that is also where the work that you do has almost branded you towards, not, not that that's the only thing that you do, but that's the one thing that you're known for. So why do women end up in relationships, why would they pick narcissist? How, how do you end up in a relationship like that where you are married to a narcissist? It generally starts from one's childhood. So if you are generally, um, you know, we, we call it, uh, there's a magnetic dance between a narcissist and someone who marries a narcissist is generally called a codependent. And I hate to label the, the you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of labeling, but Generally, if you uh, are attracted to a narcissist and end up in a relationship with one, you have codependent tendencies, you are a codependent, and that starts early on in your childhood. And generally, there is, growing up, a one or more narcissists in your life. So uh, my, l- there's likely a parent, a codependent and narcissistic parent relationship. And as a child, you end up really learning to be loved on certain conditions and not unconditionally. And so if you have, let's say, a mother who is a narcissist, you are generally rewarded for being a good girl. You're rewarded for not making your mother's life difficult. But the minute you have needs, let's say you need to go to dancing class, and that really interferes with your mother's schedule, who is the narcissist in this scenario. She would likely punish you or make you feel really, really awful that you have needs. And when you start to grow up and get older, you are so used to limiting your needs, limiting what you require, that it becomes normal for you. And the more you don't have needs, the more you're rewarded with a false kind of love. So it often puts this really backwards understanding of what it's like to be loved. And then you often carry this wound within you as you grow older. And the narcissistic parent that wounded you, you've never really healed from that. And this parent doesn't have to be an awful parent. Um, it doesn't. You don't have to have an abusive, narcissistic parent in order to have been in the situation. But as you get older, you're holding on to a wound, and you are likely to fall in love with that same partner that resembles the parent that wounds you. There's two things that's going on there. You you fall in love with them because it reminds you of your childhood. It feels familiar, but you're subconsciously trying to heal the parent that wounded you the most. And unfortunately, I have seen it over and over again, as you fall in love with this narcissist and you have children, you are passing on the same pattern onto your children if you stay 
with this narcissist. So your children, one or all of them, are very at risk for being a codependent or a narcissist themselves. It's a long explanation, but that's really how it happens. Now, there's two things that I heard in your story. The one is, it sounds like we're busy setting up all the pieces of a chessboard, except there's black and there's white. (laughs) Relationship, two sides. (laughs) And every single thing that's happening for the reason that, you know, we're going into this kind of relationship are being set up for us, not just to unconsciously heal the parent, but also to give us the opportunity to overcome those things which then makes up our codependent relationship so that we can actually overcome them ourselves. Yes, and unfortunately we don't overcome them. That's the problem. The other thing that comes up for me while you're speaking and I listen to you is I'm thinking to myself, a narcissist, that kind of sounds like the classic four-year-old boy. And I choose the word Uh boy very specifically because when my child... Well, both, I have two boys. And when my children were four years old, they thought the world revolved around them. They were old enough, they had late talkers. So they were old enough to express what they wanted, but absolutely no understanding that there's another world out there with other people who need other things. And that's also important. They were the single most important people in that little world that they lived in. In fact, I mean, one can go so far as to say that, but aren't all men like that? Not to pick on men particularly, but I think women are sensitive and cooperative, maybe more in nature. We're not really conquerors per se. I think it has a lot to do with how those little boys are parented. And there are a lot of female narcissists out there. Statistically, it's been argued that it's more men than women. I've heard 60-40. I've seen other arguments. You know, it's a hard thing to study and have statistics behind it. But that's another story. I think what creates a narcissist, the the origin of how a narcissist is born or how a narcissist is created, is often the same situation that I just said about the codependent. The narcissist has a narcissistic parent or a codependent parent dynamic. And the narcissist is also not getting their needs met. So let's say this is a budding a, a little boy who really, as you know, boys do need a lot of love and attention just as much as girls. Um, but what happens is that their parent often ignores them. So rather than taking the codependent route of being a pleaser and a giver to overcompensate the lack of love and attention that they're getting, they go in the opposite direction. And they, it's like putting a shield around them and saying, I am not going to feel Feel this pain. So I'm going to change how I view myself because no one else views me this way. And I am going to now pretend that I am the best person ever. They turn into bullies. If you ever see a, a bully, a schoolyard bully, they are so deeply hurting and insecure with something, but a bully is making themselves look as though they are better, more powerful than they truly are. And unfortunately, those bullies end up growing up and they become men's and lovers and our bosses and our coworkers. So to answer your question, yes, they act like children. They never grow up. And and this is what I do in my coaching. And I love how you said this because it really ties into what I tell people. When you are married to a bully and you're divorcing a bully or trying to break it off and cut yourself away from a bully, they have so much power over you. There's a lot of fear in our minds that 
they're going to hurt us or do something awful. And I have to reprogram my clients' brains and say, they're just a child. You need to think of them as having a temper tantrum. They don't like having you say no to them. And I always say, if you have a child who asks for a candy bar right before dinner, are you going to say yes or are you going to say no? And they say, well, of course I would say no. Yes. And so then your child has a temper tantrum. What do you do when your child starts to cry? You lock them up in your room or put them in timeout and you ignore them. That's exactly what you have to do with a narcissist. When you say no and you have a boundary, which no narcissist likes, they end up having a temper tantrum. And that means blowing up your phone and texting you, calling you a horrible bitch, saying awful, awful things. And the person who's experiencing that feels very paralyzed and very fearful. Well, that's when you give your power away to this person. It's just like a bully. If you were to tell your kid who's getting bullied by the school bully, you say to ignore them and think of them as a child. So you're right. It's exactly, they actually have this false sense of self is really an underdeveloped sense of self. They haven't fully developed in their, in their brains um, to think of as a grown-up and to think of as an adult. So I, I really love how you use that example. The other thing that you said that I thought was really powerful is as one's pulling up these chessboard, when we teach our kids and they grow up and we say, yes, we're more of that and less of that. And I love you, by the way, if you especially do these things, because that's what meets our need, being the narcissist parent, for example, that sets us up for a power play, which we then play out in the relationship space. Hence, you know, being married in this narcissist situation. But the power play doesn't just play out in the relationship, does it? It also plays out in how we play our role because we are being taught these are the acceptable things, and we can't express our true needs. Yes, exactly. When you learn to not have your needs met, when you are accepting love at the most inadequate level, when someone is playing you that powerfully, you just think that that's the way it's supposed to be, and you don't require it anymore. You don't require better things for yourself. And that's where I come in, and that's where you come in too. It's the same kind of coaching. It's, 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 it's reprogramming your brain to say, I am worth the most abundant love. I am worth ha having safety in my relationship. I don't need to get being treated like crap. And it's a hard thing to do when no one's told you that your entire life. But how do you, as a coach, when you have this person sitting across you and you can clearly see how they are being bound by the conditions according to which they will be loved. Now, the only person that was familiar and that they loved, they're now needing to get away from them. How do they know, one, this is the picture, this is what I haven't seen before, and you're giving them that feedback, at what point do they cross that line where they say, you know what, I do want to acknowledge my own needs, and I, I do want to serve my own needs. I don't want to be in this codependent relationship where I give you more of what you want, but it doesn't serve me, and on that basis only you love me. How do you move from one side to the other where you can see the picture clearly, number one, and number two, to know that this is how far it goes. You know, I can't do this anymore. Where's that break-off point? How do you guide them to decide, to know? Well, generally when people contact me, 
they have hit a rock bottom of some sort. They can't take it anymore. And it's interesting is those who follow me, I will see someone read my blogs or listen to my podcast for six months before they reach out to me. And because, and the reason why I have been in this place, I, I come from that place myself. That's my own personal journey that I can share with you. But I know exactly this place. It's a sense of denial that this can't be happening to you because all we want is a normal life and all we want is to be loved and all we want is to have a happy family. And especially if you have children, it's it's a really hard thing to come to connect with your truth. And our truth has always been within us We've never had the right parenting to have someone tell us to honor that. So the first place that I come from as a coach is I, I get them to define what their truth is. And it is an incredibly painful yet liberating process is I have to have them admit where they are and that whatever their situation is and that it's wrong and that they don't like it and they want something better for themselves. And... Once you come to your truth, that's the kind of coming to terms with your rock bottom. And falling in love and being in love with a narcissist has often been compared to being an addict and having an addictive relationship. So when you are an addict to, let's say, alcohol or to a, a drug or a bad substance, what happens? It's toxic. It's bad for us. We know we need to quit yet we keep going back to it because that's all we know. We have a brain, our brain says, you can't live without this. And that's the same way when you are in love with a toxic, high-conflict, narcissistic person or borderline or anyone who's got problems. We believe that we can't live without them. We're also told by the narcissist that without them, we are nothing. And if you stay with this person long enough, you start to believe it. So when you're working with me, depending on where you are, if you're still in the relationship or you're out, most of the women I work with are already in separation or they're trying to get a divorce. And this person still has immense mental power over them. And they're trying to break away from that too. So it's really about repeating yourself over and over of what your truth is and that you have to start building a kind of self-love that you've never had. Because what happens if you love yourself, you're not going to tolerate that bad behavior ever. So it's about loving you and departing from this person. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask 
and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources At www.adele-green.com Or you can tweet her At Naked with Adele